0: hey hello welcome to another episode of the flow chats a relatively freeform casual interview podcasts back in english this time after a few afrikaans episodes today here's an interview i had with garth barnes frontman of crash car burn um i first heard of garth when he was in a band called tweak many many years ago and after that came and went, uh, they started a new band called Crash Car Burn. Crash Car Burn is launching a new album today. This podcast comes out on the 6th of April, 2018. The album called Headlights comes out on the 6th of April, 2018. I love the album cover. Um, I know podcast isn't a visual medium, but uh, I'm looking at it right now and it features a f- photograph of a car burning, a burning wreck of a car, I guess, I don't know how to describe it. But yeah, dark, orange, fire, and a car, um, yeah, it's something they've never really done before, but they, uh, they seem to have embraced the car and burn imagery in their band name. The first single of the album, Summer Forever, has been out for a couple of weeks now, there's a cute little music video on YouTube, go check it out. But first, here's my conversation with Garth Barnes.
1: That is amazing, the, the power of a guitar is like, I reckon you could get into 9 out of 10 festivals very easily if you just brought a guitar uh, mm. in a case and walked with conviction. Like You never get stopped if you're carrying some piece of equipment. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: and uh, I mean that's another thing, is, is, is I play some music as sort of a solo folk kind of vibe. Cool and uh, whenever I get to a venue where I'm playing I've got a bunch of things in the car and the first thing I take out is the, the guitar because yeah, so, I want to walk in there and everyone that, immediately knows what I'm here for, who I'm, what I'm for. You. <laughs> yeah and, and then just instead of walking up to people going like oh, where am I supposed to be yeah, Automatically someone walks up to you and goes, oh, yeah. there's where you want so, to
1: be. So actually, you, you, even though you make 10 trips back to the car, you're still carrying your guitar. So everyone knows <laughs> going, you make 10 trips yeah. rather than 5 because yeah. now you're carrying a guitar. <laughs> no, and and no. it's, it's
0: similar to the idea of, of getting a, a black t-shirt that says security or crew. Yes, yes. Nobody questions do, that. It's yeah. ridiculous.
1: <laughs> um,
0: um, and I've had the same thing with, uh, with the camera. If you've got mm. a proper camera, and especially yeah. at like club shows, yeah. at, at gigs, people just yeah. let you walk to the front.
1: Where was it the other day? Oh, that guy, he made it all the way oh, yeah. like into Conor McGregor's like changing, change room when they were having that whole Mayweather fight just oh, by yeah. like walking confidently and like blagging his way in there. So mm. yeah, there's mm. a lot to be said with walking confidently.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's the same <laughs> as, as I've heard about sort of at the office. If you if you don't have anything to do yes. at at work, just yes. walk around with purpose with speed yeah, with as if you're going somewhere and carry yeah. papers and you 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 and, uh, c- people <laughs> will just not question you.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Um. But okay. So so back to music. Yeah. Um. Did you grow up in a sort of musical house at all? What was your parents? Not really. Yeah. I mean, my dad.
1: The only kind of musical pedigree that I have, I guess, is my dad. Uh, played in a band with um, Cindy from Clart, who actually just did like a reunion thing in Splashy. I don't know if you saw okay. that thing. So, so yeah, he played in that band, but he was uh, basically a backing vocalist and he, I think he played like a shaker or something oh, oh. like that. And it wasn't a very long career, yeah. but um, No, then I mean, my mother's completely tone deaf on all levels. Mm. Um, so it really only... Uh, I, came to you know you really discovered music pretty late you know um towards the end of matric mm, mm. so like i said i was kind of in the choir but <clears throat> in high school um but the, the first time we ever jammed in a band was the end of end of matric so oh, yeah. you know, the last kind of dying days of matric when we mm. we jammed together so uh, for me i think that's quite a late discovery you know i knew lots of people who were playing guitar in school and whatever yeah and um Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the,
0: to me it, it, at least, Tweak felt very much like a high school band kind of yeah. feeling yeah. to it.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like you know, we've got the, we all kind of look very young, and it's like, <laughs> um, uh, so so I think people always thought that we were a lot younger than we were. Mm. Of course, my brother was always, you know, sort of five years younger than the rest of us. Wow. But we all had kind of baby faces and. and it gave us the impression of being even younger than, I mean, we were young, but not in school when Tweak was doing really well, you know, mm, so, mm. so yeah, I guess, but also music keeps you young, so, you know, there's, there's kind of a running joke in the industry that, that I might be a vampire, but <laughs> I'm getting gray hairs now, like proper for the first time. There's a lot of gray in here. My natural color uh, masks are quite nicely, but mm. yeah, one day I'm just going to drop dead and then I'll. Be able to tell Gareth Wilson to stop giving me a hard time about <laughs> ageing. <laughs>
0: so, so did Tweak officially end? Was there a breakup, kind of, or or?
1: It, yeah, just kind of a. Our guitarist left sort of around two thousand and four. He was like cool guys and done with this band. So we were like, okay, well. You know, and at that, and that, that stage, like anyone who's, who's in South Africa, in a band in South Africa will understand like you get to this kind of like frustrating point where you feel <clears throat> like you've done everything you can do in this country. You know, there's only so many venues, there's only so many festivals and, and um, we started to kind of get itchy, you know, and mm. it's like we needed something else. So, so, so Mike left the band and then we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do now? we've kind of done the circuit as many times as we can in South Africa. Why don't we go overseas and see, you know, it's a classic. You've Mm, seen mm. it in every single (laughs) day. That's, you know, it's it's like, it's, it's inevitable. If you've been going for a certain amount of time, that this is going to happen. So we're like, cool, let's go and check it out overseas. And then we went to, we went to the UK um, and we just, you know, we started in the beginning trying to do tweak in the UK. And then we were just like, guys, We need to just make a completely fresh start you know we've got a new guitarist now um like everything's different here the whole scene was changing so we're like let's just scratch everything and and start from fresh as alongside all these other bands that are starting from nothing and see how it goes which is a hectic thing to do i mean we were Mm. as tweak we were doing i mean really well in south africa you know we're playing packed venues big shows and then we literally went to london and started from the beginning yeah, playing uh, to empty clubs and <laughs> like empty clubs you know so it was a, it was a hectic thing to do and it was you know it was taxing on us but by the end of our time in london you know things were were really looking great i mean we just recorded a <clears throat> as crash carbon so we started from scratch and by the time we left london we played a, our last show was sold out and um we just recorded with um, the guys that had done funeral for a friend and like bands that were massive at the time, so we had literally everything going for us, and then our visas ran So <laughs> no. I was like, okay, cool, let's yeah, go I've, back I've, home. Yeah, I've also heard that story yeah, elsewhere. So, so I mean, you know, not that I, not that we're sad that it it brought us back home. You know, we we mm. love South Africa and this is this is our home. So, but you just you can't help but wonder what might have happened if we just had another two years. But anyway, that's the way it goes and um I can't even remember what the question was in the beginning <laughs> if there was one. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's
0: uh, we are on Crash Garbur now. Yeah, um I was,
1: So I, I still remember like we were so broke in uh, in London that we couldn't we couldn't even afford public transport. So we <laughs> we stole or borrowed should I say uh, <laughs> trolleys from the supermarket and we mm. would literally push our amps and Um, drum kits and everything to the gigs like we would walk so imagine walking from here to I don't know Rosebank or Santa like Mm, literally walk mm. for two hours and then after we play walk home so I mean you know coming from having our own band van and like backstage riders and all that stuff to 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 that level of hustling was like quite a serious come down for us but at the same time we were just you know we wanted to make music and we were hungry for it so Mm.
0: Yeah. So, Crash Burn was not only a new member in the band, but also sort of a slightly different direction then. Yeah,
1: scratched all the old songs, wrote completely new material. Um, Yeah, a new band member. And, um, yeah, I I mean, like, Tweak. Tweak was amazing. Tweak was super fun. And, like, you know, we've done a couple of reunion gigs since then, and they've been crazy fun. But it was like... It it was exactly that. It was like a, a fun match, you know. Mm. We didn't mm-hmm. think too hard about it. We just wrote whatever. We just sang whatever. Um, and 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 that there was there's something you know super liberating, and it really takes the pressure off when you when you don't think too hard about it. Um, whereas Crash Club Burn, I think, is a lot more considered. You know, you spend a lot more time crafting songs and and lyrics and things like that. And ironically, it's it's never turned commercially anywhere near it to as well as, <laughs> as we. <did. laughs> but you know, like that's 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 where we were as people, you know yeah. when we when Tweak started, we were teenagers. yeah, and now we're talking five years on, you sort of mid-twenties, and, and especially at that time in your life, five years is a long time, you know mm. you're a completely different person, so we couldn't <clears throat> we just weren't those same guys with the same things to sing about <laughs> as as tweak. So, so hence the change was, you know, kind of about that as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, you kind of made music your career.
1: Yeah. So, so when we were in, look, when when we were doing, when tweak was doing well, we were doing it full time. Mm. So when I say career or when you say career, we were making enough, (laughs) enough money to literally live, eat drink beer, you know, yeah. so it's not like, so Korea's probably not the, we were surviving on music, mm, <laughs> mm, mm. which there's no small feat in, in this country, you know, mm. Um it's it's tough to be in a band in South Africa, it's probably even tougher now than it was back then, <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, we were making money off being a band, we didn't have other jobs and whatever, and then uh, when we moved to the UK, obviously that was no longer an option, so we were working nine to fives, and uh and doing the band um you know at night and on the weekends mm. so but in crash car burn we've never done it solely as a career i.e for money like yeah and and to an extent i'm i'm really grateful for that because as soon as you and you can say what you like but as soon as your survival and money depends on your music i don't care what band you are <clears throat> it's going to have like an impact on, on what you do. Mm, because mm. now you're not just doing this thing because um, you enjoy it. You're not just playing shows because you like playing live. You're playing because you have to. You're yep. putting out albums because you have to. And I've seen that take a lot of bands and like, mm, end mm, a mm. lot of bands. Um, especially here where the pickings are so slim, you know? If you're in America or the. Uh, Europe or whatever, you've just got... Just, it's a numbers game. There's so many more people listening to live music. There's more mm-hmm. venues. There's more you can do. But in South Africa, it's really tough, unless you like the or Prom Circle or one of those really big bands. And even them, man, I'm sure that they they struggle and they think about, you know, how many years do we have left? Because it's one thing to survive off a band and make a little bit of money, but to think about things like pension and houses and cars, yeah. you know, when you get to a certain age... It's like, uh, yeah, it's difficult. It's really tough. Yeah,
0: yeah. You need some kind of exit plan, or
1: yeah, or like somewhere to
0: or a next step. Yeah.
1: Or... So, so fortunately, to an extent, I've managed to to find another way to kind of keep involved in music with the studio and and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but to to do music as a band, like is incredibly tough. Like you mm, got, to, mm, got to at yeah. least try overseas, try make it happen there. Like yeah,
0: yeah, yeah And it <laughs> feels to me like there's a a literal handful of people who who managed to do that. Yeah, And, yeah, and, and, and
1: kudos and, to them, man, because I know. What but that's but like. I also feel <laughs> like that's
0: that's probably the capacity the country's got. Yeah, is, yeah. is like to yeah. support the front Cokes and the polytones and whatever. Yeah. And, and yeah, anyone above that's just not gonna have enough of an audience because. Yeah. And again, people enjoy, spend all their money on front for Coke. Yeah, right?
1: exactly. And, and it's demographics as well, yeah. you know, like um there's a certain amount of Afrikaans people that yeah. will listen to Fun Coke. There's a certain there's a handful of uh people that enjoy rock music. You know, if you're if you're into one of those niche genres, uh like urban or hip hop or whatever, or or like Afrikaans specific music, then there's actually a lot more scope for mm. for survival. But if you you know, if you look at the kind of music we make,
0: mm, mm.
1: It's, there's not a lot of people that are into that. And, and then it's again,
0: is, is um, I think if you if you're dependent on your music for survival, then yeah. you'd probably cater to the market. Yeah, and I've heard, yeah, and you're I've not heard, doing it. You
1: know, <laughs> no, no. And I and I hear bands all the time that like I don't want to mention names, but that have literally changed their sound completely over the years, depending on what is. Currents, so mm, mm. there's one particular band that I always think of that they've got they started out ska, then they went punk, then they went and now then they went indie, and now they basically sound like the chain smokers. So, like, whatever happens, they kind of follow. And, and I think people see through that, like, yeah, as much as we haven't been, you know, as so 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 there's where Tweak was lucky is that that was the right kind of sound at, at the right time. Um, which is great, and that's why I think that's why we rather than raw talent or anything, like that, <laughs> just right place, right time. Yeah. You know? But if you and and if if you're trying to follow a trend, I think people, I think people can see that. Like, mm. um, and you might have a song that does a okay can radio, but you're going to struggle to get any kind of loyal fan base. I think if you're constantly mm. chopping and changing like what you do, so what what we've always been really proud of even though maybe it hasn't been the most commercially successful strategy is like this is our crash car burn and and up until now <laughs> we we've, <laughs> we've stuck to that like you know mm. uh, we've stuck to our guns and we're like well this is what we do and this is what we if we tried anything else it, it would probably fall flat anyway so mm. Mm. yeah like i said up till now i think <laughs> i think the new album is a little bit different but
0: Oh yeah, so, so speaking of your like recordings and your yeah. releases, you, you did smaller releases, I think. Like it's yeah. been a while since you've done a, yeah. like an album. Yeah, it's
1: been a long time. The last full-length album, and yes, we shocked every time we think about this, was in 2012. So like, six years ago. Um, so it's not like we haven't done anything since then. We did. Mm. What we did for a long time, and I think this has been a bit of a trend in the industry, is singles. You know, releasing yeah. instead of a full-length album, release singles. Um, and the big one of the big reasons for that is you know everybody's works and it gets harder and harder to get everyone to be able to commit like a serious chunk of time to um, recording an album whereas singles are a lot more manageable and also that's kind of the way people are consuming music at the moment you know people don't download albums like they used to they're like oh that's the new Kings of Leon single let's go download that and then you know if if you're lucky they download the album but you know it's on a single Mm. a single basis so so administratively, it's a lot easier for us to write and record a single and release that and write and record another single. And we did have, I think it's like eight or ten singles between, you know, the in the space where we haven't released an album.
0: Mm. So this is probably about an album's worth. Yeah, and, and we were tempted to be like,
1: well, why don't we just take these songs and <laughs> lap them together and put that out, you know? But <clears throat> the, the problem with singles is you you always... It's got to be a single, so it's got to be like it's got to have instant appeal to people. Whereas if you're writing an album, you you put together a bunch of songs, and on there there's going to be some songs that maybe you don't have instant appeal, but they're growers, you know. Mm, so mm. They, so by the end of a couple of listens, like that's actually your favourite song, but it would never be a radio single yeah. or, or something that people would download after the first listen. So so what we find when we we're doing singles is that you miss out on those little gems, you mm. know. Um, so we wanted to sit down and be like, "Cool, let's do a full, a full album, something that we can physically print." Although that's like an archaic concept these days. I hope it makes a comeback, by the way. Like, are, are you printing? Yeah, we've printed. Oh, I don't ever want to show you, damn. I left them all at the band room, but yeah, I'm. I'm. I love to hold a CD, mm. see this physical artwork, like read the lyrics. um, and, you know, i got to believe there's some people out there that would still want to do that with a crash car So yeah, So, Yeah, um, So we decided to print albums and, like, very selfishly because, we, you know, one day I want to be able to show my kids, like, here's... This is what your dad did or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or, or go and flip through that. Whereas if you have it on your computer or um, an iPod or whatever, if anyone still has iPods, like, that thing gets lost or stolen, you know? I don't have any music from five years ago, it's all gone. you upgrade your phone and, sure, you can go and download it again, but it's like, you don't. Mm. Whereas if you have a CD collection or a vinyl collection, it's like, that thing is there, it's sitting in your rack, and you can pull it out and have a listen. Or yeah, no,
0: I was think there's something about the physical f- space it takes up that yeah. that is valuable in, yeah. in terms of just the, the, the shelf space or yeah. whatever, yeah. where you store your CDs, and, and if you run out of shelf space... You have to make a decision about yeah. which CDs to get <laughs> yeah. rid of or, yeah, or, or, yeah. or put in a box yes. or, or something. And or try
1: and buy an old CD rack on eBay because they're amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but But yeah, I mean, I, I think that sort of. It definitely it's has tangible. value. Tangible, yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by, the, by the, those kind of changes yeah. because also it's happening super fast the the change from like album to single yeah. and then from physical to digital yeah
1: and streaming and all that stuff and you know yeah especially
0: streaming in the last like two yeah. or three years in South Africa I yeah. feel like has completely yeah. taken over and, no and, definitely and, I don't I mean when I, we were
1: when we were living in London like a big thing was us for us was to try and get a CD in like this massive Virgin mega stores mm. all of those closed down now it's like and even here you know look and listen when when was it last year well the year before and the last one shut down. It's yeah. like it's like hectic. And yeah, you're right, it happens so quick. It's like <clears throat> So yeah, I mean well you're a have you recorded Santa for
0: Yeah and and I mean I'm, I'm busy with a new album and I don't okay. think I'm printing CDs you're not gonna because print. it, it makes no business sense. Yeah. No. For, for me specifically. Like, yeah. I think yeah. it's different for everyone. Yeah. But for me specifically, I just don't get the numbers of CD sales. Yeah, no, no. Business sense, it
1: makes absolutely none. But, you know, we want, we decided as a band we want this fucking thing. Yeah. Carry on. You're swearing on <laughs> this. <phone, right? laughs> so, so we went for it. But like you said, you know, it's one of those things that you're going to lose some money on that. But, yeah, like, like <laughs> I, I considered... <clears throat> And I still haven't like
0: completely written off the idea, but but instead of going to a factory and mm-hmm. getting a thousand discs made or whatever, have some kind of crafty handmade yeah. thing okay. and do like fifty copies or yeah. or something. And well, have it I special the, and, and mark yeah. up the price of it and Yeah. But but sort of for the for the twenty people who want yeah. a CD yeah. go like you want Friends something depend, physical and yeah. tangible, depend. I'm going to give you something yeah. amazing. Yeah. That kind of idea, too. Yeah.
1: And, and those things still sell at, at shows. Eh? I mean, I don't know how long that's going to last for, but, you know, we sell the occasional CD at a gig. Like mm. people, and then people, you know, something for you to sign or whatever. like. Yeah. We, um, but, yeah, I mean, we did a tiny, you can do tiny print runs. You know, we did like 500. We'll see, we like, cool, let's see how far this goes. Mm. And um, there'll probably be like 300 sitting in the band room <laughs> for the next 10 years. But yeah, it, like like I said, it was purely a selfish thing. Like we wanted, you know, printed CDs. Mm, too. Mm. No, 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 I totally yeah. understand that. I yeah. uh, I think I feel the same. But I also like I,
0: I I feel like I'm one of the last people who like buying CDs. Yeah, like yeah. listening to CDs. Oh, vinyls seem so to be
1: like quite a popular. Yeah. A popular thing but those are expensive man yeah they're, to, they're really time, expensive like insane.
0: and um and then again it's it's a way bigger thing you need to find a storage yeah. space for and, and, and it's breakable
1: like and i mean you think it's hard to buy a cd player these days try to buy like a, yeah. a record player like even yeah so yeah i don't know the game's constantly changing but yeah and i guess it's
0: also it's it's, it's based on when i grew up yeah exactly because also at like university age, I realized there's a there's a distinct difference between me and people a couple of years younger than yeah, me. Yeah. With, I still had music on tape.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah.
0: Like just a couple of years later.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean,
0: that that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah, you know, like technology is just crazy, man, and. And people fight it, you know. Like I remember how our <clears throat> musicians fought the whole MP3 thing, mm. you know, tooth and nail. And there was a long time when we thought, you know, it would never, never take off. And then, you know, in the space of a couple of years, the CD is dead. <laughs> yeah, and
0: that's also specifically specifically MP3s as a format was. I feel like iTunes is yeah. the thing that made it work.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there were there were other. Um, Technologies that came and went, there was a thing, do you, do you remember, mini discs?
0: The Dude, like there was tiny a, CD? Yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah. it's a little, a, like a miniature CD, it looked like a spy CD or whatever. Anyway, those were like all the rage when we were living in London, like um, oh, yeah. just over 10 years ago, and that came, like literally came and went in a year, and it was like, mm, mm. so who knows what, what the next thing is going to be, but yeah, there's, there's no denying that, you know, music streaming and that's here to stay.
0: Yeah, so i I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm. pretty impressed and intrigued that you're your printing CDs. And, yeah, uh, and and no, also maybe it's even I don't know. <laughs> also even just making an album because yeah. because that also feels like something that's, but it's, that's
1: yeah totally. It's you know it's like it feels like this the, the process for a, well being in a band is getting more and more selfish as we go. You know, mm. so it's like where you spend a lot a big part of your career trying to guess what people. Yeah what's going to work and you know what's going to be successful and what people want eventually like even your biggest fan after 10 years on a good day is not going to care or, or they will care very little what happened mm. whereas whatever we do now like this this could be the last time we do it and also this is our legacy so we have to be 100% happy with with what we're doing, and every decision we make is like, well, what do we want to do? And so, what if people don't buy the CDs, or what if they don't like the design, You know what I mean? So, anyway, yeah, again, maybe that's a bad thing, but um, yeah, I guess the older, the older you get, the, the older, you, well, the more you kind of realize it's okay to be a bit selfish and just do what, mm, mm. what makes you happy. Yeah. And
0: I also <coughs> think, in terms of of art, yeah, the the and I think like this might not be the like everyone, everyone might not share this opinion, exactly. but, but I do kind of feel like you got to make what you want to make, totally. and and, and, yeah. and you're probably going to have the fans that stick with you through that's probably the mm. better fans, the yeah. fans you actually want, yeah. rather than catering to them. Just yeah. making something that's good and pure, and, and definitely, yeah, naturally attracting yeah. the people who
1: like what you do. Exactly, and then you know it's not forced, and it's not. Uh, you know, it's it's honest, so... Hmm. Yeah, and then, I mean, that's what, yeah, what really bugged me about, you know, and you see it happen so often where, like, a band changes their sound or they do something different and then all their fans get all angry and whatever. And it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, this last thing with, with uh, Linkin Park and how everybody, like, freaked out with their new album. And we're like, guys, yeah, it's different, but that's their album you know if you if you want to write an album go and write your fucking album but yeah. like don't come down hard on these guys you know for, for doing what they're doing like it's
0: like, yeah and, and, and there's also like <laughs> as much as people say that's what they want I don't think you really want them to just make the same album over exactly, and over exactly because then like, they
1: would complain as well like yeah. I mean people are just the worst they're like oh this is exactly yeah. same as the last <laughs> album well fuck what are you supposed to do <laughs> no, no and no, no, I
0: also think um, <laughs> that people complaining and people yeah. being like super critical about things they love Yeah. is something that's that's also come up with the internet a lot. It's like it's so Dude. it's so much easier for your opinion to be heard.
1: Yeah, yeah. The internet's a horrible, horrible <laughs> place at the moment. So it's like it's really, it <clears throat> is a really a depressing medium, I just find. Mm. It. And more and more lately, I've really been finding it hard to be on the internet and like it's difficult because you have to be. You have to be in touch and you have to know what's going on, but there's just so much shit out there and so much, like, hate, and it's just like this big, ugly snowball that, that yeah. keeps going. It's like, it's really depressing. That's why whenever if, if you get a chance to sort of go away and switch off your cell phone for a week, it's like you come back so refreshed and, like, rejuvenated. Maybe the world's not going to end, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the internet. Mm.
0: Yeah. No, but, so... <laughs> new album yeah um the previous one was had a a, a sense of like concept album a theme throughout it yeah yeah do you you think you're doing
1: something similar this time i think those themes they just they just kind of seem to happen naturally you know if you're if you're writing a bunch of songs together
0: Do, do do you do that do you go let's write an album
1: Yeah well okay so so for this one it's difficult this is kind of like the the sort of inspiration phase and then the polishing phase so mm. the inspiration phase I mean people always ask what inspires you and it's like there's no inspiration it's not like a planned thing that you look for it just mm. happens and it can happen 10 times in a week or it can happen 0 times in a year you know so it's like it's the sporadic thing but that's where the essence of a song comes and it's like it's lightning quick like and and the best songs uh take the least effort i find yeah so that's that's the initial idea and that's the thing that you're driving along and you sing it into your cell phone Mm -hmm. and it's like cool that's gonna be great one day so so over the last sort of six years between albums tons of those ideas i mean literally i think i'm and every time uh, you upgrade a cell phone or whatever, you literally lose hundreds of ideas because you, you just forget about them. But those, the really good ones, I, I hope, kind of find a way of sticking around. And, mm-hmm. and even if it takes a year, two years, three years, six years, eventually they rise to the surface. So I had all these ideas on my phone, um, all these ideas on my computer that I kind of laid down. And those are just super basic, you know, guitar and singing, uh, like a chords in it, yeah. and a sing song or whatever. And then once you've kind of made the decision on those, then it's time to sort of sit with the band and like flesh them out and polish them and write lyrics and whatever. So because of that second process of polishing, that does kind of happen a lot closer together. Mm -hmm. Then you kind of, lyrically anyway, have certain themes that start coming through. We start linking the songs. And I, and I think rather than consciously deciding, cool, we're going to make a superhero-themed album, okay, that's a terrible thing. <laughs> you know, it just happens because those are the things that are happening in your life at that point, yeah. and that's what you draw from and, and sing about. So so yeah, I, I, it, it's definitely not a conscious thing, but I can see sort of you know recurring things in the album, and I think that's because you're doing it in one shot mm. um, sort of over a couple of months or whatever.
0: Yeah and it's so, so so you also think that is that to the benefit of the album to to sit down and, and work on a big project rather than yeah. rather than do the 10 Sporadic. singles over yeah. 10 years
1: because yeah. it also helps you consider everything that goes onto the album whereas if you have massive gaps between songs you they become very distinct and it's not always a bad thing you know like um but but you then it's this kind of Hodgepodge, patchwork of things that don't really sit together, which I'm not opposed to. Like I, I'm, I'm always like people. People say, ah, oh, but every uh, the songs need to sit together as an album. I don't necessarily believe that. It's like a song must be its own thing, and if it works on its own, that's cool. But like, you know, it doesn't hurt that they they kind of flow um, to tell a kind of story over an album. Mm. So, so the the again, then I think that sense of unity comes from sitting and working with them all together like we mentioned or i mentioned earlier <clears throat> there was a temptation to take all those singles that we've done in the past couple of years and put them on our album but if we did that and looked at them that would be like very confusing to anyone to mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. going on you know there's it's a collaboration with quester then there's like a furious punk rock track it's like what are you doing here so yeah we toyed with that idea but I think the way that the songs sit at the moment on the album, we're, we're very happy with.
0: And how much time do you spend on the the track order? Just
1: yeah. Re- do, do do you endlessly just rearrange them <sighs> no, and do yeah. playlists and listen to
0: them and go like, no, yeah, that's not working. There's a lot of
1: that, but but at the end of the day, it's it's like a ridiculous process because you know we spend so much time as a band debating all these little things, and then, um, for example. If you want to get into band debate. so your your solo vibes, right? Mm. You should always keep on with that. <laughs> it's so difficult to get anything done in a band. But there are, they are not a lot of benefits to it. Yeah. So, so for example, so we send them mix, the mix, the 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 songs off to get mixed, um, and they come back, <clears throat> and there was this one particular song where we couldn't decide between like multiple versions of this mix, and we agonised it. It was weeks of debate and voting and like. And eventually we come to consensus on a, on a particular mix that goes on the album. It's like, cool, that's the one, fantastic. Everyone's happy, finally. And then I accidentally uploaded the wrong mix to, <laughs> to CD Baby, uh, which distributes to everyone. So once you upload it, there's no turning back. And the way we picked it up is um, it's also on the CD, the wrong album version. And we'd agonized over this to the, to the point where there'd been another mix engineer who had done it. So now we've credited the wrong mix engineer and everything on this printed CD. And, you know, and and I listened to the CD and I didn't even realize that it was the wrong Mm -hmm. mix. And somebody else picked it up and I was like, ah. So you, the point is you make, you you think so hard about all this stuff and no one really cares at the end of the day. It's like, it doesn't matter what. The only kind of hard and fast rule we have is that. Sort of the most commercial song or the song that we think could do well on radio should be the third track. And I don't know why we came to that conclusion, but that's the only thing that we've stuck with over the years. So the first single is track number three. Otherwise, I don't really care about the order.
0: (laughs) That's that's an interesting rule.
1: Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I think we we read it somewhere in like a blog and it just stuck. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. I was also thinking it it might also be a sort of a a superstition kind of thing. Like, well, it worked once. Let's let's keep doing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's like, uh, okay, if if you're going to listen to an album called, you might give the first three tracks if you're a very diligent listener the Mm. chance. But if you're not sold after the first three tracks, you're not going to waste another nine or whatever it is of your time. So you better hook them by that third one. Maybe that's it. I don't know. What you yeah, but, but there's also like, I, I, I love
0: opening tracks of our yes. albums because they also have a, have a really specific job yeah. of, yeah. of yeah. introducing and capturing attention. Yes, and it's you should mention that.
1: But they're usually not a yeah. single.
0: Yes. Or at least not the first yes. single. Yes,
1: you are 100% right. So the only two that we were, we were 100% sure which track we wanted to go first mm. and third and everything else mm. we were like. It was just a big fat debate and then eventually it was like, whatever. <laughs> but then also, like if,
0: if you listen to the album and you didn't pick up that the wrong mix yeah. was there. That? Yeah, no, that's well, it. Okay. Because, it's certain, I guess.
1: yeah, and I mean, like you say about making loads of playlists and, and, and each playlist has its own thing that works really well. And it's like, maybe we should do that. And it's like, eventually you just get tired of playlists. So you, you end up on the last version and that's it. Yeah.
0: But, but like either way, even if you didn't do the playlist thing, um, I'm sure you've you've listened to that album a ton of times.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's tricky, man. Like, you by the time you have finished recording it, you you literally like I can't even tell if this is even good anymore. Mm. <laughs> you know, you've heard it so many times, it's you just don't know. So, so what I like to do is once we've once we've decided on the mixes and we've got the mixes back, <clears throat> then I don't listen to it for until we get the printed version. And that at least gives you like a couple of weeks break from listening to different variations of mixes and is the bass level right and is the kick drum sound right. And then when you get that final CD back from The printers, then you listen to it again and then it's like, okay, yeah, oh, this is cool. So <laughs> if you get it back then and you listen and you're like, I'm not sure about this, <laughs> then there's a problem. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're, we're very stoked with the way it turned out. So. And
0: That's then... Okay. Uh, um... Touring time? Do you? Yeah. What's What's the plan there?
1: Well, that's yeah. That's the next challenge. Like uh, everybody is super busy, so we booked <laughs> we booked a launch show, which is on Friday the sixth of April in Joburg. and then we're supporting a band called Secrets that's coming out from uh, the states at Arcade Empire, and then we've got that's the next weekend, and then we've got two shows booked in Stellenbosch and Cape Town, and then we're in talks. With a certain festival that <laughs> we haven't played in a while but aside from that uh we don't have much booked so now we you know it's so weird you, you focus so hard on getting that you know, the cd out and um the launch and all that and then you forget okay now we need to do this thing so so once we've got all that out the way then we'll, we'll look at doing some more dates but um you know for it's been quiet for us gigging wise for a long time now so even you know five shows for us in, in a month is pretty big <laughs> yeah that's enough
0: <laughs> yeah know? and uh already enough of a challenge to fit that into yeah everybody's, everybody's schedules
1: and whatever it's crazy so so we try to be quite selective about what what gigs we play and and what what but um you know again because we're not depending on it for a living we don't have to play three times a week or four mm. times a week or whatever it is so
0: Hmm. So, so so, there's also an element of, of of putting it out there and having fun and
1: yeah, totally seeing yeah. wetlands exactly yeah. So we'll see, and it's it's been cool. Like already, even without you know, just on the the release of the new video and whatnot, we're getting a lot of inquiries and and uh, things are picking up already. So hopefully, once all once the album's out and you know we've done all the press and whatever, <clears throat> that'll kind of take care of itself, and we'll we'll just take it from there. and See where it goes cool yeah
0: (laughs) well i'm uh can't wait to see how it does and where it lands and yeah listen to it
1: it. yeah it's it's yeah it's scary for us man like the 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 weird thing with the new album is you you record all these songs but you very much you know you sit down and you're trying stuff in studio and whatever and then and then you get to the end of the recording process and then you're like okay so we're launching an album on the 6th of april we have got to play these songs and you realize you actually don't know how to play the songs at all. Yeah. So literally for the last month we've been listening and we're like, what did I do in there that part? Sort of relearning the the stuff that you 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 learned. I mean that you recorded so that you can play it live. So we've we haven't played any of these songs live. It could it could tank spectacularly. <laughs> but you know uh, I, I I hate to say
0: this, but there's a tiny there's a tiny part inside me <laughs> that kind of hopes that happens, and then it'll yeah, be a spectacle. You know, and it will
1: be, you know, and you can. You and know, hey, people will be talking about <laughs> it. Exactly, no publicity is bad publicity. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so it's you know Friday is very close, and um, we've got two more practices before the before the the launch, and uh, it's going to be interesting, man. we We'll be looking at people's faces <laughs> to see see their reactions. But yeah, I think a massive difference as well. Also, why we're pretty scared to play these songs live for the first time is that our our, our approach to writing for this album has been very different, which is I think why we ended up with you know such a different sound. So, mm. for example, in the past we've always been heavily focused on live so when we write a song we get in the band room and we're like how does it feel to play live cool mm-hmm. that tempo is great we're just slamming it out this is a lot of fun to play which is great but the problem with that is you as soon as a song's maybe like a chilled song or a slow song or maybe the guitar part you play in that particular song isn't the most enthralling thing to play then you want to scrap that song and move on to something that's more fun to play Whereas this album, <clears throat> we did everything uh in studio. So we recorded purely based on what is the sound like, not is this fun to play live? Mm. So um so we think the song the sounds the songs sound cool, but to play live, you know, there's a lot of slow jams on this album, so it's gonna be like standing up there kind of strumming, you know, patiently, which is something very different for us. So We'll see, we'll see. It's going to be fun.
0: (laughs) I definitely uh, now can't wait.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can't wait to see what it turns out, Yeah, there might be some horrific videos on YouTube (laughs) (laughs) circulating on Saturday. (laughs) We'll deal with that if that happens. But, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be cool. It's going to be scary, but it'll be cool.
0: Cool. Thanks for talking to me.
1: Thank you so much, Forrest.
0: Okay, you obviously know... um, to go listen to Crash Goblin's new album. If you're listening to this on Friday, the 6th of April, the album launch is tonight at Stanley Beard Yard in Joburg. You can go catch it. Otherwise, yeah, look out for their shows. Their album's obviously out on streaming platforms and whatever. But also, as you heard, on CD. If you're old school like me, go get yourself a CD. Of course, as always, if you like this podcast, tell your friends about it. Uh, subscribe to it, go like it, it's on iTunes and Stitcher and all the things where podcasts are found, so go like, go subscribe, go add a rating and a review or comment, those kind of things, not only make me feel all good and special inside, but it, uh, it it helps other people see it and find it and stuff. So yeah, if you like what you're hearing, Please go do something like that about it. Otherwise, go check out our blog at the Um, Like our page on Facebook, all the usual things. While you're doing that, I'll go work on the next podcast so you've got another something to listen to in a couple of weeks. Goodbye.